You're Eric. Yeah. <laughs> You're Eric. And welcome to. Okay. That's it. Okay. Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith, alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world. We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey, guys, this is Eric Connor, and I am here at The Reform Way. I am joined by Masters Extraordinaire, Mr. Peter Pohl. Thank you for giving me top billing again. I've been long and well and over-deserved. <laughs> you tip well. Yeah. Over-deserved? Over-deserved. I said over-deserved. that on purpose. Always <laughs> Right. And newly married coach of the year, Mr. <sighs> Corey Smith. Yeah. By this one, it's not newly married anymore. Now, now you guys I don't know. Like, that's a great question. We should swing a con- When does newly end and... Mm, the that's beginning. a great question. You've I mean, you've got like month, 40 month? years. Yeah, you have years, a lot more experience in marriage than both of us do. So yeah, how, good and bad. No, I <laughs> when is I newly would, married done? Is that I that think, seven year itch thing? No, I think you probably get newly married at least to your first year anniversary. I think this first year right. you're totally meant it as being newly married. Newly yeah. Newlyweds? Newlyweds. So what's funny is uh, we were just at Sarah's sister's wedding and they, they brought all the married couples to the dance floor <laughs> and everyone was dancing. They're like, all right, if you've been married for like, over a year, stay on the dance floor. If under, leave. And we just immediately left because we were like three weeks and someone's like, it's only been three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so we got kicked You're, off right away. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, you guys are already already out of the newlywed game. Yeah. <laughs> the um, So what we're going to be talking about today, guys, is really the topic is picking the right pull-up. And, and really, we're going to talk a lot about pull-ups. There might even be some side tangents to these. But the big kind of thing is that it, it can be kind of overwhelming to really understand where is the right pull-up or pull-up level or modification for me to do on the day these really do vary day to day depending on you know stimulus and what's desired obviously where you are in your own personal journey and your own foundational strength are we testing or are we training today to try to push the needle on that and try to break through a barrier so there's there's all these kind of different things and it's there's not one specific answer overall that it always should be this and it always should be that right so each person's gonna be slightly different but we're gonna kind of delve into these you know these i thought this was gonna be a really dry really boring subject to everybody but if you stick with it this actually might be fairly interesting so stay with this crowd all seven of our viewers listeners oh, yes. you just set you just set us up for like making sure we, we deliver yeah, right yeah, now we better because really everyone goes high. oh pull-ups click i gotta see what's on yeah. mark and brian yeah right how do i get that? uh cory what comes to the top of your head when we talk about this I, I mean, there's just, there's so many different pull-up variations that we do in here. And I guess you could probably think of it two ways is what's the stimulus for the pull-up in that workout. And then what's the stimulus for the workout itself. Mm. So with that, it's almost like a spider web of like options, right? Like, do you want this? Do you want this? And all that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, the, the basics of it is, you know, if it is a, a workout where we're improving skill, then you know we want to think about probably more of a challenging push or pull up that we can improve the skill on if we're going for intensity we're probably going to dial it back to a more attainable pull up mm-hmm. and that's really probably about the easiest way that you can describe it mm-hmm. is you know we either have time to work on it or we don't have time and we're working more towards the intensity so we're getting the best stimulus out of so, that one so kind of like for example i think what you're getting at is like if we're trying to do a volume one, it should be one that we know we can consistently do and succeed yeah. at, at well, our level. If we have a hundred pull-ups and I can do three at a time, that's not the right choice. And then if we're doing one with like small reps, like out of time, like, like accessory style, something like that, then maybe that's pushing the needle on where our level is there. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute, you two. 
I know you're going, but let's ask me, let me ask you a fundamental question. Is there a fundamental starting point? I, I know CrossFit's got this thing we just, what we're talking about. Is there a fundamental pull-up that you should kind of somewhat master first before progressing? And just generally, I know we're, you're, what you guys mm-hmm. are talking about is different pull-ups based on different days, based on different stimulus. For right yeah. now, yeah. But is there a pull-up that as, this is, because you know where I'm going. Go ahead. Is there a pull-up we should start with as a newbie or anybody that you should get somewhat master? Would you say to someone coming in, you should be able to do X, Y pull-ups before you start this pull-up? Yeah, the ring row. Okay. I mean, you should well, be able to do a ring row, right? That's that the is first the one. Yep. So do you think you should be able to do 10 unbroken ring rows? I'm making that up. Is that a good number Before for... attempting a pull-up. Right. I would say that's a pretty low bar to entry, but yeah. Okay. It depends on probably where your feet are, too. Yeah. And then usually, like, I think kind of where you're getting to the next step, right, is that we don't typically encourage kipping pull-ups, which is a jolting, it's a motion, it's a, a much more explosive kind of flow on the shoulder girdle um, until you have probably at least three to five strict pull-ups. That's what I'm saying. Um, foundationally, you know, one is okay. If you have less than one, like don't have one, doing a kipping pull-up in a workout longevity-wise, you may be able to do a kipping pull-up or a few. It is not the end-all be-all, and you are not in a place that's going to be healthy for your shoulders if you do a lot of kipping pull-ups. Yeah, and that's why, like, uh, I mean, you, you hear it a lot as, like, a, a kipping pull-up is, quote-unquote, easier than a strict pull-up. Mm-hmm. which it is, yes, probably rep for rep easier, mm-hmm. but you're talking about having the strength and stability in your shoulder girdle, you start kipping and you never learn how to do strict. You're probably never going to develop the strength to safely kip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a catch-22. You need to do the strict to do the kip, um, but a lot of people want the early success, the early win. They want to go to kipping before working on the fundamentals, which is a strict, right? It seems to me from my beginning of my journey that you almost have to, if you, if you start in the beginning, you start with the, a strict because you can't kip. It's just an unnatural motion. Mm-hmm. And it took me about a year to be able to start to string kips together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though I would say, regrettably so, I should have gone better at strict. I should have gone a set of five to 10. And if you put a gun to my head, I had to do five, I probably could. But if I had to do 10, I might as well cut a leg off first because yeah. I just had to be that much lighter. Yeah. And so then that the, the question of like integrating people into a CrossFit class then is say they're working on the strict they can't kip yet how do you get intensity out of a strict pull-up right because that'd be hard right you just can't do that many so the intensity as far as like the heart rate and everything is really low Mm -hmm. so there's alternatives that we have and that's where we kind of get into like the jumping pull-up and that's a really good substitution Mm. for kipping pull-ups to keep the intensity high and so that's one that we we do quite a bit i mean way back in the beginning across that i don't remember jumping pull-ups like ever um honestly probably not until like doing the the kids cert and starting to coach kids i don't really remember them um but the jumping pull-up is a really good alternative to the kip that's safe on your shoulders you can mimic the intensity of a kip um but it's not a strict pull-up and i think that's a really good or a banded pull-up which often is kind of an equivalent to it you know the jumping pull-up it's an interesting one people go jumping pull-ups i did a crossfit team (laughs) workout yeah and it was jumping pull-ups i thought oh this is gonna be cake and you know it was really, it wasn't as hard as a burpee, but it was certainly not easy and you're winded. It's embarrassing how tired you get out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it depends. There's two kind of variants to this because like there's an old, old adage of like the old filthy 50 workout oh, um, is, has 50 jumping pull-ups in it. Like that one's meant to be like a, a quick rebound, bounce, 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 mostly cardiovascular, right? In general, kind of what Corey's mostly touching on is the... The kipping pull up or the substitute for the kipping pull up so you can develop pulling volume, 
But the bigger thing that I like to just visualize for people is on a kip, you're kipping, so you're driving with your core and your hips and explosiveness, and you're kind of, let's say, hypothetically getting halfway up, and then you're pulling the second half, right? Right for a kipping pull up. Um, but for a, and for a jumping pull up, depending if you don't have a regular kipping pull up, that's doing that same thing for you. So the jump, your jump should take you about half of the way, and then you're pulling the second half. As long as that bar is high enough, you're absolutely well, correct. and that's it. Right. And that, so that's the biggest kind of thing that there's no set height specifically per person yet. It's not always six inches above your head or like right. to your wrist height. It's really dependent on the person's abilities. So if Corey's really close to having one strict pull up, maybe that bar can be a bit higher and he can right. jump, and then the pull is going to stress him to the right manner as it should for you for 20 pull-ups in a workout each round or something right so it's it's subjective but that's where done correctly the jumping pull-up really helps develop the same kind of benefit that a kipping pull-up does so would you say a jumping pull-up after you master the ring row yeah oh and yeah. they're a little bit I mean, like sequentially i would say in some manner so like there are if Almost anyone, dependent on grip abilities, body weight per, or abilities, and impacting abilities, almost anyone can do some sort of a jumping pull-up if the bar is low enough. You bend your knees, so your arms sure. go straight enough, you jump, and maybe it's even a couple inches to get your chin over. Um, but then, you know, I would almost like put the ring row down the line in the line of the strict pull-up modifies to the banded pull-up, modifies also to the ring row because of strict kind of pulling. Okay. Right. There's, I would think of it like, so in, in my head, like from, let's say I'm coaching and somebody asked me like the, the foundation would be the ring row and then there's a fork in the road. Right. And it goes to, um, mm-hmm. banded pull up, strict pull up. Mm-hmm. That would be that trajectory. And then on the other side is the jumping pull up, kipping pull up. Yep. And then you, know, you can go even farther with chest and bar pull ups, muscle ups, yeah, all those high level things. Strict muscle ups. Right. Yeah. Like yep. But really it's, there's a divergent path right there is, are we going for strict pull ups on that day? Are we doing strict? then we can modify to a banded. Are we doing kipping? Then we'll probably modify to a jumping. And that fits for most workouts for most people. You know, and as someone who's been doing it, like you said, a long time with you guys, I think that the good thing is, is that you can take those two forks, depending on how so- where your shoulders and where your fitness level is, and where you're, frankly, if you if I've had a couple of really hard, intense days you, yeah. with shoulder work, and my shoulders are a little tweaky, I don't mind taking a step back, mm-hmm. taking, okay, I'm going to get as much as I can, but I'm not going to compromise my shoulders by going up to that kip. I'm going to take it off today. I'm going to do ring yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever, to your point. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, like there's there's workouts where, say it is pretty low volume. Let's say it's it's five pull-ups. Right. Let's say we're doing Cindy, right? And we're trying to you know work on going pretty quick through all these movements. Um Jumping pull-ups probably better for most people because the time it takes to get set up in a banded pull-up, do right. your, band, your pull-ups, get out of the band. Transition time. Transition time and everything. It's it's almost not worthwhile doing that. So it is better for the, the stimulus, the intensity to do the jumping pull-up unless somebody's like, hey, I'm really working on strict pull-ups and that's my big focus today. Can't Might be worth this. it, right? Yeah. yeah. He's totally right. That's just talking to the coach and really kind of like us getting the, the real understanding as to where you're at what we're working on and then like we said like that other kind of thing i said was you know are we training or are we testing today mm-hmm. let's say for example um fran's a tough one because most people like to test fran but let's say on my day for example today actually this workout today had um 30 pull-ups and then 20 pull-ups the next round and then 10 pull-ups the last round uh one of our athletes that, that i work with quite a bit that's been really solid with their pull-ups and can do up to 40 in a row was like should I do all 30 unbroken? 
And I was like, well, you know, would it be the fastest? It, 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 he has a potential to not succeed at it. But for what we want to try for him, because he's so aware of himself, was I was like, yeah, like go for broke. It's okay if you fall off and your time gets, if it takes you 20 minutes instead of taking 15 minutes today in the workout, that doesn't mean it was the worst thing for you. We learned that you could or couldn't do that many pull-ups right. with them back to back. Right. So that's a learning day for him um, versus uh, a testing you know, training versus testing. Right. He was training. Testing would have been what can get you the fastest. I right. want you to break this up into 12, 10, 8, and then I want you to break this right. up into blank, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So what's the fastest if you're competing and what's the other one's training to get you better overall? Yeah. So yeah, totally it's, just, it's just interesting. And then this kind of always takes it back to the, you know, the old like argument with CrossFit in general, like are kipping pull-ups real pull-ups or like CrossFitters, only want to do kipping pull-ups that's not the right thing and it, there's a time and place for everything kind of like he was yeah we, i we agree were saying yeah. you know do we want to work on strict foundational strength today do we want to work on volume development is there something different we want to specifically work on for you and that's kind of where those go i have a tendency to because i i can do kipping pull-ups fairly well yeah you can and and i can't do strict very well and i'll be the first to say that this is just and we've talked about this i know Corey has a different opinion that's why i'm kind of bringing it up i think that everybody should have to do and i can't so I'm talking about, I'm looking at, this is my old guilt mirror looking at me. I think you should have to do 10 strict pull-ups before you should go into kipping. Because I my lat strength, personally, it's always been, even since I played ball when I was younger, it's always been, I've been strong certain elements, but for some reason that particular dynamic, I've never been strong enough at. And I think it would have behooved me better if I did it that sequentially. But CrossFit, when I started, it was about how quickly can you get to the kip? Because mm-hmm. the kip, you I can kip with volume. Yeah. And I'm not saying what it has hurt me anything, but I'm saying that probably from a pure structural point of view, I would have been better for me. And that's my own journey. Yeah. To do, and I think by the way, side note, one of these guys have talked about here, everybody, is that it's really good to pick their brain during a workout. The coaches, mm-hmm. I always ask them, I ask Corey a lot, what's the intent? What do you? What is the intent of this workout? I after Eric tells me to shut up, I usually I'll go up to him. Go, I don't tell you to shut up to us. I go, what do you want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want out of this workout? What is your goal? And they'll say, this is the this is the intent of this workout. Because sometimes I don't get it. So I go, okay. He really wants me to go hard on the road today. Mm-hmm. It's all about the row. Yeah. Everything else is just eh. So yeah, no, I think there's kind of two things on that. I think not that it's necessarily correct, but I, I think you'd be surprised of how many people wouldn't be kipping if we told them they had to do 10 strict before they could. I think that would weed out a lot of people. That, Including they, me. Yeah, and I mean, that may not be the right answer. You know, maybe they should have the strict ability to do 10, right. and then they will develop. Right. Maybe the right answer is we should do that. But I, I think it, it'd be surprising if we tested how many people can do 10 strict, and numbers probably wouldn't be that high. No. Um, well, next test. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> What's funny about that? Don't test that either. That is just a, a, that is just a hypothetical. That's a good thing to know. We have a pull-up progression we could work on. Yeah. Add it in. But Absolutely. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so my first year ever doing CrossFit, um, they taught us, barely taught us handstand push-ups, but they didn't teach us anything about kipping. And so I just did strict handstand push-ups for the whole year. And it wasn't really a thing back then either. Yeah, and it wasn't like you could put extra ab mats to shorten the range of motion to learn it. It was like you just did it or didn't do it. Yeah. And I did strict for like a year straight and I'm very comfortable with handstand pushups now. Right. Was it the strict foundation that I built for the first year or was it just, I happened to be okay. decent. Yeah. At maybe them, right? both. Like maybe a little bit of both, but right. I had a whole year of 
not going kipping right mm-hmm. before doing it. So if we did that same thing for everyone saying, Hey, your first year of CrossFit, it's strict only. Maybe people develop stronger lats and then they don't really need to rely on kipping as much. And their shoulders would probably take a break. It'd be probably healthier. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And even with, with kipping, let's again, with kipping handstand pushups with kipping pull-ups, there is like exactly what you guys are saying, a greater stress on the joint. Right. Right. On the area. Like I, probably only about half of the time do kipping handstand pushups now even if the workout can allow for it because again i don't really care that much if i got a set a minute faster if it might irritate me a little down the line so more often now i'll typically just do some strict ones i might have less reps like i would recommend someone else to do so the stimulus of the time stays the same and all those kind of things um so i don't have to have the ego with it but i'd rather just feel good with it well i do strict for handstand pushups because i had back surgeries and i've Mm -hmm. lost a little bit of that that little flexion, bit of that flex yeah. in that lower yeah. back. And as a side note, you go faster. Oh, you yeah. just, well, you just yeah. do because you're the kipping. So yeah. it works out to me that way because I'm actually, even though kipping probably would save me some more fatigue, right. the handstands, it's just, I've got it downward just faster. Yeah. And so I just go, I can boom them out. I usually go strict when I can and then kip when I need to. Right. You know, it's, yeah. That's, that's my, a good way of going too. Yeah. I guess the real, yeah. I guess the real thing kind of foundationally on that is like you're saying is, the kip doesn't mean it's faster. It just means you can get more of them in. Right. Get a greater volume. That'd be a nice podcast. Let's talk about the the uh, history of the kip in all parts of CrossFit because uh, kipping is also used quite a bit in all the stuff you mentioned before. Ring mm-hmm. rows, handstand, push-ups. Hand pull-ups. release push-ups. Yeah. Accidentally. The worm. <laughs> the worm. I kip those. That, you can't do hey, that? You know what I say? Not you. <laughs> I always joke with people. I was like, a human, as humans, we find the easiest way to do things. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And so... It may not be pretty, but we figure out ways yeah. to make ourselves really efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't hold it against that, you, right? but yeah. here's what we're focusing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. right on. Um, any other big points for that, guys? I think they hit that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was great. So everybody, do your pull-ups. Try the strict. I'm telling myself that. And if you're going to kip, enjoy the kip. But it's just tough on your shoulders. Just the kip. <laughs> just the kip. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to The Reform Way. You can find us on our social media channels. Our Instagram is at CrossFit Reform. Our Facebook is CrossFit Reform. And you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the major apps, and Buzzsprout.